Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. So, Sean Vimber. The boys are back. Welcome Solo to the pod. Hello, footwork. Do you remember our old intro? I don't. I'm sure I do. I'm I remember Dylan. that we had the intro, but I don't remember what we used to say. Yeah. I'm sure yeah, I'm doing And this week, we're diving into tips and I don't know. Yeah. Okay. No, that, that's something like, like that, uh, right? Said, there was definitely diving and there was definitely tips in there. Yeah. And I think Coming we from read two it. players that don't really like to dive. It's ironic, you know? Yeah, that's true. It's kind of, we've, we've added it to the game. Well, you for sure. I've went through, I've went through my phases. It's true, but it's a part not of the diving, game. not Blood diving, goodness. falling, falling, with... it. getting out of a situation that you're stuck in with a foul. Yeah, clever. It's clever. clever. Yeah, exactly. Either way. Yeah, we wanted to hop back on and talk about some things that we've learned, some things that we've learned from from past guests and talk about kind of how this all fits into the summer transfer window that's coming up. We've had um, a lot of people reach out to us doing our consultations, just 15 minutes you give us your email on, on on our website and we talk well hopefully we can give you advice hopefully we can point you in the right direction and really just connect and expand each other's network so yeah i mean some of these things obviously we talk a lot about these themes on the pod sean but i think going over we wanted to to write five down that came to mind and i think they're always switching it's hard to make just five for like the top things for going and staying pro and what we've learned from the guests. But we tried and we wanted to, to start with these five and maybe it brings us to somewhere else. And then we also wanted to give you some tips, some do's and some don'ts for the summer transfer window and for, for any transfer window, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, I think we can get right into it. Maybe I'll share one, you share one, and we can kind of go back and forth. Um, the draft. The draft, exactly. I'll start off. I think the first one, is just to act on it. Just make the jump to wherever you want to go. We'll get into properly preparing before doing that. But um, oftentimes, I mean, it's natural. You want to get things set up before you go wherever you're going. But actually, in this case, it's it's very unfeasible that that will ever make anything happen. Uh, because mm-hmm. you have to understand that all these clubs are getting thousands and thousands of emails and even agents talking to them directly that oh i have the best player ever and then the question is always why is he not playing or why does he have a club so just an email from a random person they're never going to respond to um so actually going to wherever it's the the location or the country that you would like to play in or if it's just a city um is going to bring your chances up of getting in the door it's significantly higher i would say it's it's close to zero percent of just sending emails because they get so many so the chances of them Seeing it is very low um, versus if you're there, if you just show up at the club. Um, yeah, we've had guests on that have done that and have gotten contracts this way. Zero percent is a not, very... Not zero percent, it's but zero. it's very close. I think it's very Yeah, close. I wonder what it is for real, but like it is very... I mean, just from our experience, we sent a lot of emails. I remember... I can't remember which window this was, but I went through... Sweden looked up on Wikipedia, looked through all the teams, and it goes to like very regional at uh the fourth tier there, I think. Mm-hmm. So like I'm looking at each and every one and I'm just copying and pasting and, and changing the names and saying, like, you know, I'd love to go for a trial. And 
to be honest, I don't think I got one answer. And I maybe sent like 50 emails in one week just to all of these clubs in Sweden. And uh, a lot of them I was aiming pretty high, didn't really understand like, mm-hmm. you know, where I was, where I needed to start and things like that. But mine, my number one is a very similar to yours. And that's just start. Like, I think so many players wait for that perfect opportunity. And that's not a thing. It's never been a thing. I mean, maybe for some, maybe for a lucky, lucky few, or, you know, if you've had really the, the fortunate background and you've, you've, you've played at high places before you've played in good academies, you played in good colleges um, and speaking about us players, um, but really just starting. Like I know I've heard of a lot of things. I know players who who've gotten offers and gotten these opportunities, but maybe the country was just, you know, not in something that seemed in their comfort zone or, or it just was way too far out of what they were thinking. It was too far away from family. You know, they had this, this, this. There's a thousand reasons not to do something, right? But I think the number one thing is to just start and then see where it can take you and build off that, really. Yeah, exactly. And I think that it's very similar to what uh, my number or my first one, I wouldn't say these are in a specific order, but kind of with that, um, my second one is just being ready 365 days a year. Mm, and that's not just as a footballer physically, but also mentally and financially ready to just make the jump whenever it it it's presented, number one. And then when you get the opportunity that you're able to perform, because the worst thing that could happen is that you say you want to do this and that, and then you get an opportunity and you're not ready to play, whether that's mentally or physically or on the ball, or you don't have enough money to stay the length of the trial. Um that's kind of worst case scenario because you you do the part to get the opportunity, which is pretty difficult. And the easiest part is to be physically, mentally, financially ready. And when I say financially ready, just continue to work. If you're in the U.S., for example, just keep working until you leave. There's so many ways to make money in the U.S. and to get a little job here and there that there really is an excuse for me that you can't make enough money to save up to then make the jump because you will need money to start this there's it's oh. it's tough to get a contract from the jump that it's going to pay you full-time money pay your rent and you'll have enough money to live off of yeah especially and, i mean especially a lot of the audience we're talking to is people who are really trying to prove themselves and make a name right don't have right. a name yet so that's kind of the idea is like you know a lot of these things are handed and a lot of these things you have to kind of start a little lower maybe than what your level even is or what you're defined as. But I like that the whole all encompassing aspect of being ready, not just, you know, your fitness is ready. Make sure that you're fit enough to, to go on a week trial and, and play with people who are, you know, have been playing and have games under their belt and are in top 100% form. Like you got to be as close to that as you can. Um, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Mine's um, a little different. We're going into some of the self belief here and this is, kind of a twofer it's not letting the nose define you and then that intrinsic self-belief so i think one of the most important things is like when you set out to do something and you set out to try and make it as a pro semi-pro around the world you have to believe it in yourself more than anyone else will because there's not many people who will help you you'll find good people along the way obviously but you have to believe no matter what no matter if 10 coaches say no, you have to be the one that's always going to think, okay, this is going to happen. And I mean, a great example of that is uh, Matt Silva, who we had on recently. He talked about 
how many agents he probably had that he found on LinkedIn or whatever in his WhatsApp and how many of them actually said no, how many emails he sent, he's sent, how many calls and people have said no, 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 no. Not letting those no's define you, I think is so key because Sean and I will tell you, we've heard a lot more no's than we've heard yeses. And a lot of our guests have heard a lot more no's than they've heard yeses. And the key is not letting the no make you think, okay, maybe this path isn't for me. If you know it's for you, then it's for you. And then you, you have to stop at nothing for it. Right. And even if that's on a trial too, if you do get the opportunity and they say no, you can use that as a confirmation. It's like, okay, maybe I had not a great week or a good training, but there's confirmation that I'm just as good as these players, if not better, because of this, this, and this, and what I saw. So you can always take the positives away from it and take something from that trial to bring into the next one. And then kind of with that is is my next point is like to keep your ego in check because sometimes you might have to start at a lower level than you think you could play at because the people a lot of the people we're speaking to is coming from the U.S. Say you're coming into Europe. No one knows who you are and nobody cares about you, to be honest. So you have to create a name for yourself in a new country. And like the college thing is always funny, too, because like in the U.S., it's such a big thing. And then you come here and it doesn't mean anything. And that can go both ways. That could be positive for us, for example. We went to a small D3 school that means nothing, but they didn't. it didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. It was like, okay, what, what can you do? And then they look at training and say, okay, I like you or I don't like you. And then they move on. And I think even though if you feel like, okay, I'm much better than this level or this league, I shouldn't, I shouldn't take it. I should just go back versus let me just perform and perform consistently in this league and then I'm going to get an opportunity for next season or maybe halfway through the season you're going to move because you you really are better than the level and at the same time you're getting used to the country you're sorting out visas which is a thing we'll get into you're getting adapted to the culture how they play football and the different styles and also you're making friends and these people on this team know people throughout the the city or the region and they can then connect you to further teams yeah couldn't agree more I'll go into my third then, which is a bit of a, a, a an obvious one, but I think it's so important is the consistency of it and consistency, especially in your work ethic. So one, not resting on your laurels, not thinking because I played here before, like I'm good and I'm, you know, I'm so good and I don't have to get better. I mean, you talk about one of the episodes we did recently, which I really enjoyed was the one with Terrence Boyd. And he was talking about like, he wasn't, he played in a few academies, like later on, like he wasn't really playing in academies until his later teen years. And then he talked about, he wasn't even as good as a lot of these players, but he's playing still. And a lot of them, you know, hung up the boots early, didn't ever get their big shot because he was consistently putting in the work. He was making sure he was, he had his fundamentals. He was making sure he could do everything that they couldn't. He was always fit and he was always looking for, you know, that excuse to keep working and to get better and just really want it more. And I think that's so, it's so obvious, but at the same time, I think it's so easy. Like once you get one contract and a lot of this is for staying pro too, is like, once you get that first contract, it's like, okay, yeah, I made it. But you know, you really haven't made shit. You've just gotten right. one person to say yes. And then the no's could follow even after that. So I think it's, that one is so, again, so obvious, but so key. Right. And plus, and plus getting a contract doesn't mean anything. You, you have a team, yes, but that doesn't mean you're going to play. 
Yeah, so you, you have to get into the team that. and you have yeah. to stay in the team. And then in order yeah. to stay in the team, you need to perform every day and in every game. And then from there, eventually you'll move on to a better team and the process starts all over again yeah. if you're really pushing the limits. And I think with that is is another point is like embracing the discomfort and like the being in a new environment or in a, a new country or a new language and embracing it and not saying it, it sucks or it's difficult or this is why you're not performing, but embracing and understanding that you're just going to grow and learn as a person outside of being a footballer. And uh, yeah, we both know that like, that's the most enjoyable part. It's like, it's funny to think about the things that we've done because of how difficult and ridiculous we're there and how much we were served about a bunch of humble pie, missing the train at 2 a.m., having to take an 80 euro taxi. I mean, these things are to think that, yeah, to think that I was taking a train for five hours a day to go to training is ridiculous. Yeah. But like at the time, it was the best opportunity I had to play at the highest level I've played at in my career. And yeah. that was it was like, OK, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And so think about it now. It's like it's pretty as, crazy. But it's as like, crazy as it is, though, like at the time, I remember being like a no brainer between us. Yeah. Right. It was like, oh, you get to play in a higher league. Yeah. But you have to like travel this much. It was like a no brainer. It, was it like, wasn't even. Yeah. I didn't even question it. Not even for a second. No. But it's fun, just funny to think fun about times. it now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I like that one a lot. One I'll go into for four is um, it's built off a little bit about what we've said, but I think really learning from setbacks, you know, we all have them and then finding ways to use it, improve it and get better, I think is so key. I mean, one from like what you said is if you go to a trial and you can kind of be intrinsic about it and understand what maybe I can do better for next time, I think is so key instead of blaming X, Y, and Z and all of this, like, yeah, maybe you were good enough to get that trial. Maybe you should have, but, you know, think about how you can build on it to, to get better and make sure that they say yes next time, like give them zero reasons. Right. Um, and then when you're playing, you know, learning from these setbacks, learning from setbacks where, you know, you're experiencing times where you're not playing as much. Um, you know, like a guy like Leo Fernandez, one who was another great episode, who was the USL MVP last season, um, talked about like one of the biggest hurdles for him was like getting benched because he was he was fortunate enough before that to never get benched. And it happened a little later in his career, which, you know, he was never prepared for. And it took a little bit, but after that, it made him so much hungrier and better. And it made him think like, I'm never losing my spot again. Like every training I go into, every game I go into, someone could take my spot if I'm not performing. So I'm not resting on this. And he really learned from those setbacks instead of letting them define him again. And Sean and I have gone through some of these year where, you know, like some different situations have happened and we have to learn and adjust and, you know, get back to work. It's been the motto is back to work. Right. And right. I think that's a huge one. Yeah. And my last point is exactly that is just going off it and just keep, and we always say, keep moving forward, but just adjusting and adapting and learning to whatever is thrown at you. Like you can't lose in that case. If you just keep going and keep learning and adapting and not staying the same person or the same mindset or thinking the same way, if you're able to keep adjusting to whatever the situation is, you can't lose. Yeah. You can only win. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's such an important part with like when you're going to, for example, when you're going to a different country, you're going to a new environment, 
that adjusting and that adapting is key and not just, I mean, it's, it's totally fine to have one foot back in the U S for instance, where you're talking to friends and stuff like that, but don't get too deep in that where it's like, Oh, I'm only here for this certain amount of time. Like I can't wait till, you know, June 1st when I can fly back home. Like you have to really adapt in and put, try and put both feet in and really get into the environment and make it your new home. Because otherwise having one foot and one in, you don't really care. You don't really have your focus there, I think. And you see it a lot where, you know, guys get homesick. Um, you know, they don't perform as well as they can because they're only thinking about what's next. And, you know, when can I get home? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think looking back, what I would do differently is whenever I went to a new city or a place, like when I first came to Hamburg, I did this. And also when I was in uh, right outside of Lisbon in Portugal, <clears throat> like take advantage when you don't have training to just like go in the city. You don't have to spend money. So don't use that as an excuse, which was like definitely part of my thinking, but like that wasn't really, it didn't make sense. Yeah. And it wasn't going to, you're not going to tire your body out from just walking around or sitting at a cafe or something, but like embrace and go see what the city has to offer instead mm -hmm. of sitting in your apartment on your computer, on your phone, which is really just going to generate bad thoughts or like, oh, I could be here or here or look at this person doing this and this. Exactly. Versus yeah. if you just get out of your phone and computer and go see where you are, it'll help you get maybe excited about oh this could be a cool place to live or look at this or look at this look at this incredible architecture or like just the vibe of a cafe and all the people walking around that's something i definitely would have done because when i was in portugal i didn't even go to lisbon that time Ouch. i've been back but i was there for like 10 days and about a 30 minute bus ride which i had no idea how to get there at the time but like looking back you just figure out how to get on the bus and go to the yeah. city and i never went we wound up walking around that area, but it was like, how stupid. You know, this is my first time basically outside of the trip in college, first time in Europe. And I didn't even go to this incredible city in the summer. So like the weather's oh, nice. That or was, it was it was in the winter, but the weather was nice. It was like, yeah. you know, 60 yeah. degrees. It wasn't raining. And yeah, I just sat in the apartment and we didn't do anything, which is like just so dumb. Yeah, it sucks. I've done things like that before, too, like weeks or you know go by and you're like well, i haven't really done much like and it's so important not from only from like a sporting aspect to kind of like get out of the sport here and there and have those pauses but i mean part of the thing about like you know even as even in, even if you're playing in the same country playing in different cities you know even if you're a u.s player who's playing domestically like the coolest one of the coolest things about it is that you're living somewhere new and you have that opportunity for new inspiration and new like just finding something new like getting outside of that bubble of everything that's the same and everything that's comfortable and you know it's people watching is free it's sean and i's favorite right thing to exactly do. exactly people so watch and people watch absolutely couldn't agree more on that i'll bring to to my fifth one is sacrifice and i think you can say it a lot but you know sean and i have missed weddings we've missed birthdays we've missed big events births you know you have to say no a lot of times you have to say i won't be there and there's a lot of loneliness at times there's a lot of 
you know, setback. There's a lot of hardships. There's a lot of adapting to, to situations that are very outside of your comfort zone. I mean, just try during doing bureaucratic, bureaucratic things in Germany. Um, you know, these things like all of these things are tough. All these things are sacrifices that you have to put up with and you have to deal with and you have to somewhat embrace because they're going to come, especially when you like a lot of these things. We're talking to those people again, who don't have a name yet. And to, in order to make a name, you have to sacrifice. You have to play at places yeah. that you're better than you have to, you know, eat Harry Tsuvin in, in Mongolia. Sometimes you have to, you know, put up with, if you're getting in a contract, if you're, if it says you're getting housing and food, food, Sometimes you have to put up with the food that they they give you instead of what you've, you know, been accustomed to and things like this. You have to sacrifice. You have to maybe be a little bit more frugal at times and save money, you know. And please, if you're new to this podcast, go back to those early episodes. They're, they're a riot where Sean and I they talk a about a lot of the things that we've had to put up with. If you're not getting these inside jokes that we're putting out there. But the the sacrifice that you have to do in order to play at the level where, where you truly think you deserve sometimes can be immense. And, yeah. but the time passes and it passes quickly and you look back at those things and they shape you and they help you and they help define you. And they're funny as hell. They're funny as hell. Exactly. And if you can just look past the current moment and know like, Oh, this will be a funny story in the future. Yeah. Like then it just makes it fun, you know? And that's not just to say like, you can't put your foot down at some things, but it's like realizing some of the things you're just going to have to put up with in order to take that next step and then keep taking the next step. Right. It's all part of the ride. Nice. Let's go into some tips and for, for summer windows, but for windows in general, for transfer windows in general, and really um, again, kind of like the start. So, you yeah. know, getting into a place. So, We've had a lot of people contacting us recently, as we said. Um, we give these advices sometimes on consultations, but from a general standpoint, not so specific. Um, give us a give us a few of your dues, Sean. Yeah, I think one of the first ones is you have to know the transfer window. So be knowledgeable of what where you're going and when the transfer window is open. Um, you can look at this two ways. So I'll speak of Germany, for example. the The window opens. The, throughout like the main year same as Premier League and stuff like this but the winter transfer window uh, which is the month of January is much different than the summer transfer window which is from July to the end of August because the winter it's like a it's a mini preseason but the season's already begun it's halfway through the season so the chances of a team looking for a player like you or they're taking a chance to change a, a starting player or they're looking for a replacement is much different than if you go in the summer transfer window where they're looking to build the team. Now, they usually plan their roster for the coming season before the summer preseason, but they still leave open slots because they know that maybe they haven't found the right player or that they know that a player might come along that, okay, we want to sign this player. And then the benefit of that is you can, in a preseason, there's many games and friendly matches. So you can work your way into a team versus signing in the winter. It's tough to make your place and to even get a chance in some cases because if they trust a player and whatever your position is until that player gets injured or consistently has a few bad games, they're not going to change that position or change that person. Um, 
So it's it's these are one things to th think about. Also, for some players, uh, you can sign outside of the transfer window. If you haven't had a team uh, in the past six months, you actually are able to sign for teams outside of these windows, which we've had a few players do recently. I actually did this when I first came on from Mongolia. I was suspended because it was I signed outside of the transfer window and I had to wait six months from my last professional game. Um, but I, I was able to do this and I wound up playing. I was able to play in April after signing in February and then played until the end of the season. So you don't necessarily have to sign in a window. That's another thing to think about. Um, For sure. But players should know too, like this isn't just if you've played, like even if you've played in the UPSL or MPSL, you have to get yeah. a clearance. So exactly. if you played with a team, if you've been registered with a team, regardless if you're a free agent and you're not still playing with them, there has to be like a switch of clearance. And uh, those things can be quite annoying, but knowing your situation and having a relationship with the team before can be helpful and beneficial to speed up the process and then make sure that you're not getting suspended for six months like Sean. And and with that, to not burn bridges. Like as much as as much as you might want to if you have a falling out with a club or something, like you're going to actually need them or need someone at the club to give you the clearance for the next club. And you don't want to be in the case where you had, you know, an argument or whatever with that club. And then they're like, you know what? No, we're not going to give you the clearance. Yeah. And then you have to just wait a few extra weeks for you to get cleared for the next team because on their end, they're not sending in the proper paperwork, which ultimately is how it works. And it's unfortunate, but that's definitely a reason to like, just don't burn bridges in general. It's, it's never a good thing. Agreed. seems like there's not that much power to the players, to be honest with you. Like very little power. Very little. Crazy. I think, I think once until you get to like, the level where you're making millions i think the level for players is disastrous honestly we'll write a book about it in the future a tell-all yeah yeah for footwork after dark um to add on to some of your dues sean i think knowing beforehand when you're visiting a country what kind of visas you can get yeah. is we get so many questions on visas and it's good it's good to ask these questions on visas because they can be such a pain in the ass so if you're going from the USA to Europe, if you don't have a European passport or a visa or, you know, family, direct family who's had that and you can't apply for that, you're going to have to get a visa. And a lot of the times sporting visas can be quite hefty contracts. So a lot of teams may not be paying sporting visas, may not be paying enough to, to give you a sporting visa. So then you have to look at other ways. Sometimes you have to be creative. Sometimes you have to do that research. So knowing how much you have to make for a sporting visa, can I make that in this in this league that I'm going to be trialing for? What options can I get? You know, being creative. Um, another one is, and it seems like it should be a no-brainer, but a lot of the times we have to dig this in, is like having a highlight tape and a CV ready to go at all times and not reaching all out times. to people and then saying, okay, I'll make this. No. Like have the highlight tape ready, I mean, some quick tips you can go, you can go on. We've done a, a few episodes on highlight tapes and there's a lot of people who talk about it too. So the, the information's out there. I would say up to five minutes, you can do a little bit more if you have some good highlights and you really want to show some things, but I would say up to five highlights, people have short attention spans, you know, trying to put a lot of your best footage in the front, trying your best to make sure that the footage is good. So not choosing some weird footage just because maybe you did something good in this footage that but you can't really see it doesn't look professional a lot of the times like making sure you have the good quality all these little things 
Um, and CV, having a CV ready, showing where you played, showing, you know, height, weight, passport, number, email, having all of those things ready, just attached on the email so you don't have to send 10 links or, you know, type out your, your CV and your resume on an email. Very, very simple things. We've done episodes on it. You can search that stuff. A lot of people talk about it too. The information's out there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just making it as simple as possible for whatever the club or mm-hmm. league or whoever you're said the agent, whoever you're sending your information to, so they don't have to do work. Yeah. Because even if you send them a highlight video, they're very often, they're not going to watch the whole thing. Number one, they're going to yeah. watch one minute or 30 seconds. Or the jump around. Or the jump around, exactly. So make sure that the video also, you're able to clearly see that it's you. And it's clear that this is you. You're pointed out with an arrow or a circle um, that you are this player, number one. And that the video quality, you're able to distinguish that it's you. Because I'm sure there's people out there that like make fake highlight videos. And if the video quality is really bad, then it's tough to see. And then... I don't know how far they can get with that, but it definitely happens. And I'm sure these are Fake highlight videos for me, for me too. If I see a video and I can't see that it's you for me, that's like a turnoff immediately. It's like, all right, I don't know if this is even you because the quality of the video is so bad. Yeah. Um, or just even when players don't like point out who they are in the video, it's yeah. like, I'm trying, I'm like, I'm working to see who I'm looking at, you know? Yep. And it's like these are just little things that are going to turn an agent off. If they're getting a hundred, you know, messages a day, you might be a great player, but if it's hard to tell who you even are in the clip, then they don't know I don't know what I'm watching. Couldn't agree more. And another one, just doing your due diligence beforehand and building a network months in advance, year in advance, you know, regardless of what it is. Um, hats off to a few guys who aren't ready to make the move yet but have established contact with us and other people in order to just, you know, talk about options, think about some things that they need to do, save up money, all of those things so that when it's time, they can get in front of as many eyes as possible. I think that's such a huge thing. Um, And people need to really explore as much as possible. The network is huge. Who you know in this game can be, the decider if you have a contract or not, or decide if you get into a better contract or not. You know, these things are key. These things are key. Um, yeah, I think there's there's some good amount of do's there. I think, um, do you have any more, Sean, or should we get into the don'ts? Um, I mean, I, I mentioned it before on one of the tips, but it's like saving money and working prior to going anywhere. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's so, it's so important and it gets overlooked because... Like it'll be expensive when you have to get a flight, then you have to get a place to stay. Very often teams are not going to pay for that. Yeah, and it just like depends. Once, it's case by case. Right. And then say the team does want you to stay. They might not pay you or if they pay you like once a month, usually it's the end of the month. So then you're going to wait another four weeks to even get money from the club. So you have to last that long. Depends on where you're staying. And I mean, this could add up to a few thousand dollars easily. And to have to just leave because you run out of money i mean that's it's yeah for me that's like it's you're investing so much to get to like 90 percent of the way there and then because you just didn't save up enough or you didn't want to work because you felt like oh i need to just prepare by playing football all the time that's you know that's correct you should be doing that but you can you should also be saving money up somehow and i think it's just 
that's a big one for me that I think yep. I've spoken to players recently and they overlook that and then they wind up not coming or not making the move because of it. Yeah, I like that. Don't do just the 90%. Like, make sure you're ready to go 100% into it. Um, that kind of goes into the don'ts, though, too. So, for me, one of the big ones we talked about the emailing of the clubs, um, asking if they can host you for a trial, I think is a big no no. If you're having to email clubs, then obviously you haven't made that name for yourself yet, or you know, you're in a, a position where you don't want to be. So asking if a club can host you for a trial and pay money for you on a trial and expecting that is a big or call, you know, call or email. It's a big way to get a no, in my opinion. Um, Another one is the timing. So don't show up like as the season is starting and try and get these trials. And, you know, if you did the one step right and you're in the, you're in the city or you're in the country where you want a trial, you've, you've done all that work. You have to make sure your timing is right. Don't come when the season starts, when the rosters are done. Like make yeah. sure, make sure you think ahead of time how you're going to do this. Yeah, and that and that's something you can always look up to online. Most teams and most leagues will have the when their first league game starts. Ideally, you want to be there before that. Because once I would say the, you want to be once, there much before that, but yeah, like at least four weeks before the first game starts. Because once they have that, now their focus every week is the next game. They're not focusing on oh, this new player in training. How is he? Because you're not mm-hmm. going to get an opportunity to play in a friendly match because they're not going to be having those anymore, which is a negative. Mm-hmm. Some teams might only train a few times a week, and the training before the game is going to be light, so you can't really show much then either. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something you can you for sure can look up when the league starts and you definitely want to be there. I would say at least a month before that. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. <clears throat> and I with mean... that, there's another one is that like, understand that nobody's waiting for you with open arms. That like you, you are just this random stranger and you're showing up at a club and they're not, they might not even know you for me in Portugal. That's I was waiting months for to go there and I get there and this, the president had no idea who we were. And he took he he like let us train with the team because of the guy that brought us out of respect for him, but like for me that was that was a shock. You know, I'm thinking for three months, oh, you know, the club's waiting for us to come, and then he get in there with his feet on his desk, but he doesn't. He just leaves his feet on the desk. It's like, hi, welcome. I'm like, who are you? And we were just both so confused, and that was a nice learning experience. Now it was great to learn that right away. But like it's something to to understand that most most likely they don't know who you are, um, and that's fine because you can show that's there's a beauty in that because you can show in the training what you can do and then that's your first impression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think with a lot of these do's and don'ts, the do's that we said just you can flip them too and they become yeah. don'ts. Like exactly, don't send a highlight tape that's like you have no idea who you are. Don't send a highlight tape like. People, one one of the things is like, don't make it a reason for them not to take you for something very simple, like simple things like highlight tape, like making sure there's a circle around you or an arrow. Very simple thing. Like, don't put some crazy music in there that someone's just going to be like, what the hell? Okay, next. Like, it, it should go without saying, but just a lot of these things, they're simple things. Don't make them think of a reason why they should skip you know, giving you that time, giving you that time to look through your stuff. There's 
so many of those cases where it's just like, why do you have this crazy song in here? Like, no one's going to want to watch this. But yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these things, a lot of these do's can become don'ts like the don't the, the, the expectation thing I think is the biggest one. We've kind of talked about this and Sean just talked about this too, is like, don't expect the clubs to wait on you. Don't expect everything to be handled for you. Don't expect to be sealed with a silver spoon so that everything will go smoothly. No, you have to really make sure that you're doing as much as you can, as much as possible. You're doing the research on the visas. You're doing the research on the living situations. You're doing the research. So if a club wants to sign you and doesn't want to do any of the other stuff, you can handle that. That's huge. Right. Yeah. Just making it as easy as possible for them is, is a big barrier because especially coming in as a foreigner, as a non-EU player in Europe, they, they a lot of clubs aren't even knowledgeable of what goes into that. They don't they don't know about the visa process or how it works because some of them have never dealt with it before. Yeah. So if you can say, oh, like, don't worry about it. I, I can handle it all. I know what I'm doing. I have to do this and this and this. And if they don't have to think about it, that's great because it's just one less reason for them to say, actually, you know, I'd rather take this, for example, a German player that's, pretty much plays just like you and don't have to deal with anything. Um, so yeah, those, I think those are some things, like you said, the do's, you could just flip them and they become don'ts. Uh, I like it though. But yeah, I think this is a nice little snippet. I mean, we've covered a lot of this stuff on previous episodes way back, um, but it's like an updated version of it. Yeah, it's a concise version. I think a lot of these things, even like we mentioned, a lot of the top five things that we we thought like, we get into a lot of these topics with the guests too, specific topics like the not letting the nose define you with Matt Silva, the work ethic with Terrence Boyd sacrifice. We talked a lot about with Aaron Walker. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, a lot of these things like you can, you can go back and find in these episodes and, you know, uh, all that free support, as we say, helps a ton. So liking, subscribing, sharing, you know, leaving a review on Apple and Spotify. Um, We thank you for that. 2023 has been great so far. We've had some great guests. Make sure you check them out. Um, Yeah. Make sure you're plugging and passing and, you know, tell us who you want to hear on this. And if you're a player and you, you want to connect, make sure that you're signed up for that consultation on our website uh, at footwork.club. You can find the link in our bios. You can find the link in this caption underneath this, this bio underneath this. Um, Yeah. That's all I got today, Sean. Yeah. Same here. Until next time. Keep moving forward, keep learning, and make your own path. Footwork is sponsored by ourselves and great companies such as Kong Fitness. But we love to partner with new brands to make their own paths, so get in touch if you must. Footwork.club, the official footwork website is now live, so make sure you go join the club and check out all the new content and all the new features. Find us on YouTube at Footwork Podcast. You better like and subscribe while you're there. If not, I don't know what to tell you. Find us on Instagram at Footwork underscore podcast. Great time there. Twitter at Footwork Podcast. TikTok at Footwork Podcast, where we like to post dance videos those are great but more importantly amazing content for any dream chasers out there plug plug pass tell your friends your enemies your mother your brother your sister your pastor it doesn't matter who tell the mailman your dog anybody that can listen like subscribe review because all of that helps while you're there we'll take whatever we can get to join the club join the club he messed me up i mean he can just he can just mash it together so it's fine (laughs) 